The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It's Friday, December 16th, 2022, season 18, episode number 91. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Today it is our job to get you guys ready for Jacksonville versus Dallas. Uh, we'll get into some different topics regarding the matchup. We will also get to some fan questions. we got a whole list of them lined up uh, to ask these guys uh, around a lot of different topics uh, about this team. Let's start first, though, with Mike McCarthy. He was talking a little bit about uh, about the he was asked questions about the offensive line and there are questions about where who's going to line up where. Yeah. And uh, one thing he mentioned was uh, yesterday in practice they rotated they had five different rotation combinations on the offensive line. Um, and then he also said they're not there yet regarding lining up with just five guys for an entire game. There's a lot of moving parts. What are you guys thoughts about kind of where they are and what you expect to see this weekend with the offensive line? Uh, I think that I think that the continuity part has kind of been thrown out the window a little bit because it's, they've had to they've had to, to work so many different combinations and so uh, it also speaks vol- volumes for the, the the job Joe Philbin's done as an O line coach but also the versatility these guys have flexibility to to go in there and play all this stuff so you know I think I think that they're practicing this way because they know that they have to do it at times and also because they can they're they're a lot I mean these players are good enough to do that so as for where they're going to line up I'll let Brian and Amber handle where they're going to line up I mean I don't think we know but I mean I think they're getting it they're getting it ready yeah and Jerry's on the radio right now talking about it. I mean Jerry, Jerry Jerry talked about it that Tyron Smith w- could play some right tackle. Yeah. That's where all this is going, and that's what you know. That nobody wants to throw that out there, but Jerry is 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 saying it, and that that you know Tyron has the ability to play left tackle. He could play right tackle, and that's just another name in the mix of who could be playing on the right side. I think yesterday when Mike McCarthy was pressed with a question from Todd Archer, that he didn't really want to answer the question, and mm-hmm. I think that you started kind of feeling that maybe there was something up there. Um, I think also, too, from things that I'm hearing inside the organization, that uh, that Tyron Smith went to the coaches after the injury uh, you know, to Steele and said, hey, listen, I'd be willing to help any way we can here. And I think that was a big, big play on Tyron's part and the coach's part. You know, and they don't – we talked about this yesterday even, you know, just even throwing it around, you know, as a little bit of a, some speculation – was that that you really didn't want Jason Peters to probably play 65, 70 snaps. Mm-hmm. So here you have Tyron Smith willing, you know, seeing what's going on, seeing what potentially the future is at your left tackle spot, and you know, saying it for the team, like, hey, I haven't been available all year. You know, you guys have won 10 games with me not being around, but hey, if I have to play right tackle, if I could help us there – be willing to do that, and then it also helps Jason Peters. And then it also, if you get into a situation where ball can be involved, and again, it's one of those things where, you know, it might be the, the score will be dictating, or the flow of the game will dictate if you want to play him at all. So, yeah, I mean, I, I t- t- this is 
you know, this is one of those things where they, like Nick says, they've got all these players that they can move around and see where they're at. And it used to be very much like, oh, it's about continuity. It's about same five guys. It's, you know, you don't want to mess with the continuity and all that. This team's thumbing their nose in the in, you know the face of that right now. They're just saying, hey, we got all these guys, and we got to figure out our guys and what combinations they can play in. Yeah, I really like the fact that they're trying out multiple combinations and not just going with one thing and just kind of seeing what works better. And they have different plans going into the game. Um, and I know a lot of people seem to be very, very excited to see what that looks like, having Tyron on that side. And by doing so, you technically keep your best five out there without having to really shuffle too many pieces. And I was thinking, I'm still not a huge fan of having him on the right side because I'm, I'm just concerned about injuries. And and I and if anyone can do it, it's him. Like, he's a, he's a pro. He's one of the best out there. He he knows the game. He knows what to do. So I have trust in, in him being a beast. But And a beast is a beast anywhere you put him. But it does affect the type of environment you're at. And I was thinking this morning while I was listening to the fan and just listening – to, to McCarthy talk about it a little bit. Um, I went back to Zach Martin and how he moved position, but then he led me to remembering, well, he stayed on the same side. Like, he he moved to tackle, but he was still on the same side. So I'm just a, uh, I'm one of the few, I think, that that is kind of concerned about what could happen. Hopefully nothing injury-wise happens, but... I am looking forward to it, but I am concerned, and it seemed – can I – go ahead and talk. Let me look. I did a poll on Somos yesterday, okay. and I did uh, the different combinations, three possibilities yeah, yeah. of switching around people. And hold on. Let me find what the fans seem to like the I w- best. I will tell you this. One thing, and Nick, you and I were talking about this upstairs a little earlier. One of the things I would love to see is – not just Tyron on the right side. I would love to see, especially if this game, if Ferguson can't play, when they line up in their jumbo where they normally have four tight ends out there, I would love to see Tyron Smith at right tackle with Zach Martin at, at left. I mean, I'm sorry, at right tackle with Zach at right guard and then with Peters as a an eligible receiver right outside of, of, of Tyron. I would love to see that. Like that to yeah. me, I look at that and say, you can't get third and short. If you can't pick up third and short like that, then what are you doing? Like you got three Hall of Famers sitting right there together, and their only job is to maul whoever's in front of them. I'm going to bet on them every single time. So I think there's some really th- cool things you can do with this lineup uh, with these guys, depending on where you want to line them up. And by the way, I don't, I don't think that they are even sticking to you got to put them in one spot and leave them there. Like yeah. They've moved these guys around all season. And they give them spells where they'll come yeah. in for a series. I think there are ways to do this, and I think there are ways to do this that may make a defense have to adjust to the variability of the different guy that may line up at a different spot at a different time in the game. So what we posted on some of those Cowboys were three combinations. Yeah. And the results pretty much surprised me as to what fans kind of voted the most. And we had, just to give you an idea, we had for the first one Tyron. McGovern, and then on the other side, Jason Peters. The second one was Tyron, Tyler Smith, and then Jason Peters on the other side. Then the third one was Tyler Smith, McGovern, and then Tyron on the right side. Most people, 59% of the votes went to moving Tyler Smith to guard, 
having Tyron on his left side mm-hmm. and then Jason Peters all the way to the right, which for me was surprising because mm-hmm. poor Conor McGovern getting kicked out. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it's going to kind of, I mean, we'll see what all the combinations that McCarthy has prepared. But I thought that that poll, the results of it was pretty interesting. Fans like names. I mean, they, they like yeah, the names. absolutely. And Tyler Smith is the first-round pick. They didn't like him as a first-round pick when he was a first-round pick drafted. <laughs> but now that he's here, he's a first-round pick. And so, you know, and he's strong and he's done a good job. And so it's like, well, he can just move in and, I mean, move everyone around. I mean, I'm surprised, too, by, by, by that being the poll. But it, fans, that's what fans – think of they're like all right give me my best guys hall of famer hall of famer hall of famer (laughs) first round pick and then be honest Mm -hmm. sorry but who's playing well you know he's he's playing well we haven't really ever said that he that he got blown up on any play or bad snaps or anything Mm -hmm. like that like he has really played well and last year when he wasn't playing well it's because of the stuff we could really see Mm -hmm. you know i've never seen false starts on the center as much as i saw with him he's cut that down Shotguns have been good. I mean, he he is actually moving people off the line. He's done a really good job. Yep. Uh, let's talk about T. Y. Hilton. What do we know about him? Is this a chance he's playing this weekend? Where where is he in his? Uh, I would say I would say absolutely. I would say, yeah. yeah, I think it's I think that's the case. I think they got to kind of figure out. Again, it comes down to you know, we'll see what happens with James Washington and stuff like that. How many guys you can address. Uh, you know, I mean, they, they've got all these guys now in the offensive line they have to think about. So it's going to come down to numbers mm-hmm. on, you know, if in fact he could play. I, it sounds like to me everything has been been super positive about him. You know, it's pros pro kind of guy coming in, learning all the spots. I mean, you listen to Dak talk about him yesterday. He's like, man, it looks like he's fine for me. So, you know, and Dak's going to say Dak's always going to be positive. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, T.Y. Hilton, veteran guy, and you know, he wants to play. He wants to, you know, he's not he's, – he's sat out the whole year. So for an opportunity to go in and contribute, I, I think is something that they're, they're welcoming right yeah. now. Yeah. And one thing to remember, too, about if Jake Ferguson doesn't play and he's getting so late into the week here not playing so uh, from a concussion last week, that's not a spot I don't believe that they will replace. I don't believe they will just say, i got to have my fourth tight end. Right. I, so I, what happens is is you could have an extra receiver active mm-hmm. this week yeah. that you didn't have before or an extra lineman if right. you wanted to say. Well, to Derek's point about lining up with Peters and all those guys, you know. I mean, how many backups? Let's just say it's yeah. ball. I mean, I'm sorry, no. Let's just say it's Peters on the right side, and and then Tyron's the backup, which I've never said before. But so I just wanted to say <laughs> it. So Tyron's the backup, and then Josh Ball probably still be active, and then you need a guard. And I'm not getting into who it could be, but I mean we were watching it out there, and 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 there's some guys on the practice squad that could get elevated right. because I believe Avante Collins is out of elevation. I think he is. Yeah. So. So it might be, and they have some other guys that they could bring in. They may be like a backup guard because yeah. I don't know who would be your backup guard. It's got would it not be Tyler? Tyler Smith. Yeah, you slide him in and you yeah. put those other two attack. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you want, if, yeah. if you're going to do that, that's yeah. the way I would go. Yeah. Okay. But going back to Ty, I think something that surprises me, knowing he's been out this long, that everybody, players, McCarthy, everybody that's been asked, they keep. They've mentioned his speed and the way he runs. So that's exciting to hear that at this point he's been here like less than a week and he's in good shape and form and is not getting out there, you know, 
I don't know if you can get dehydrated in this weather, <laughs> but but you know what I mean. Just like out of breath and just kind yeah. of being going back into football yeah. football form and shape. So that's that's very impressive to me to know that he's he's literally ready to go now. The thing to keep an eye on is is if he in fact has been ha- has had enough time to learn all the routes and yeah. all the playbook and all that but shape wise he seems like he's he's fast and can move around pretty well but the one thing i will say is and we've seen the cowboys do this with players like when you don't have a training camp and he hasn't played all season no matter up. what kind yeah. of shape yeah. he's in they're still going to yeah. kind of have that ramp up period yeah. so i expect that even if he's active He's going to play a, a limited number of mm-hmm. reps. They're just going to get him out there a little bit, I would suspect, yeah. and uh, and just kind of ease him into this thing to ensure he doesn't get. Again, you're also talking about a guy who has a history of soft t- tissue. That's injuries, the things. That's right? the thing yeah. I would worry so, about. So yeah. you got to make sure you ease, ramp him up, ramp him up slowly enough to where his body can acclimate without getting that hamstring or, or that calf. That's or why that I is, feel right? the next week, which yeah. I'm kind of getting uh, with all this drama, making me anxious so about drama Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh my god! You better get through this one this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> right, no doubt about that. All right, I do have one other question before we go to break. Uh, Brian, you talked about Trayvon Walker earlier this week, yeah. the, uh, the, the pass rusher What's for the Jaguars. What's his injury status He's right still now? Like, they still don't know. He hasn't practiced all week. Yeah. And I saw today that Doug Peterson said that uh, they will determine today whether he, he looks like he might be able to go or not. If he doesn't go, that's a big loss. How much does that affect that, their that, ability? Yeah, they're, they're a team that struggles on defense at times, and he is a. I think he's outstanding. Is that their best defensive player? I think it's their best defensive player. I know people might say that you know that they've had they have others. I mean Josh Allen and stuff like that. But you take him off the field because he's the one weapon that can. If you said okay, well, how can you go after Tyler Smith a little bit? That's who I would take. I would put Walker on Tyler Smith and try and and wear him out, you know, a little rookie on rookie there. But, yeah, that would be a big, big, big loss. I mean, Devin Lloyd, I think, has played pretty well for him uh, as well. You know, we'll see how that all plays out. But this is a team that gives up some yards. I Nick, Nick said something really earlier in the week that I thought was pretty good. He goes, about 30 points might not be enough in this game. I, this this has got a potential for both teams going big. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, and it. I know we'll have our scores and all that at the end of the show. But the more I watch this, the more I'm thinking, okay, how does Dallas match up here? Well, how does Jacksonville match up here? So I think both teams defensively are going to be put under a lot of stress in this game. Yeah, and I know this is going to happen because I have a I have Dak Prescott on my fantasy team. Oh, and I have a bye this week. Me too. And I think he's going to have 47 points of fantasy <laughs> points because I think he's going to go off. That's well, how it crazy. usually works, right? I, mean, I think this matter. team, and I went and went back and looked at some of the times when they've struggled in games in the last couple of years, whether that was a bad performance, whether they lost or not. It was just this wasn't good, and the narrative is what's wrong with the team. Um, every time they basically score 40 points. And, and when they come back, when they're when the, this is the talk. Now, the one time when they had a bad game against the Bucks and Cooper Rush took over and they scored twenty against Cincinnati and won, that was still a huge game, bounce back game. They bounce back when they don't play well, and I think that they'll do that. I think the offense will, but I do think it's going to be it's, the defense is going to get tested a lot. Yeah, I do too. Do you th- this defense? They they've been getting tested the last couple of weeks, and I don't know that they've been as. Cowboys as much defense. of a shut, yeah, as much of a shutdown defense. Well, they gave up three points the, the last weekend. I mean, the, the like, second half, second half, right. right, right, right. And I thought they got put in some bad situations in that game. But to your point, yes, I think there's all these when you start taking out your cornerbacks yeah. and putting right. guys out there, and then all of a sudden your best player doesn't have a sack. 
you know, now you're sitting there thinking, okay, where's the defense going to come from? Yeah. Leighton Vanders, uh, oh, yeah, okay, go have 14 tackles. You know, that's, that's what it – it doesn't look the same when Parsons is in sacking and they're not getting, you know, not knocking balls down. I mean, yeah. it was really – it was it – was, the, the fact that the Texans came out and said, the only chance we have in this game is to play two quarterbacks, one that runs and one that throws – that's kind of now you're playing against a guy that can run and throw. Yep. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the 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 kind of the the drama that you're going to deal with this uh, How this week. How would you rate the defense right now? Do you think that they've started to decline a little bit, or kind of for your opinion, have they stayed kind of where they've been and that same line? Because I don't think they've kind of they play the run well now. Yeah. I, think their personnel's, they've, they've I think the personnel's gotten worse. There. I think Ryan yeah. hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Like I think they've lost personnel, yeah. key personnel. Yeah. Think about it. You're down your second and third cornerback. That means your fourth and fifth cornerback are yeah. now your second and third cornerback. And you're claiming guys yeah. from other teams, yeah. and, or you're getting guys on your practice and, squad. To you know, you're bringing guys in and, because you're not sure. And as a personnel guy, you you've been you've been uh-huh. in the scout for. Name on one finger how many times when you were in that mm-hmm. office when y'all cut a good corner. Yeah, never. <laughs> never. Right. never. Right. It doesn't happen. So if the guy's on the street, the only corner, I can think of is Javarius Ward. That was a trade. And that was. They let him go, and he turned out to be a He was going to make corner. the team. Yeah, I, I'll never forget. We were in that. They we bombed. Were the, yeah. We were in that. But it doesn't happen often. You're, your point's I'm just saying, I'm saying yeah. like, let a guy go at yeah. corner. Like, you know what? We can let him go. Yeah. And then he's no, out there on was, the street, and it's like, oof. he's really good. Like, yeah. no. I remember that no. game. It doesn't happen. Which yeah. one? Well, it was Houston. It was a preseason Houston. game. We were all down there doing the game, and it made the trade. He was on the field yeah, warming up, and they pulled him off the field. Yeah. And they said, listen, you're going to Kansas City, and then you get a guard because you were in a bad situation. Guard gets hurt in practice, and then you never you never play with you know you missed out there. Yeah. That was a, that was just damn bad luck right there. Yeah, it was. That really was. It happens. All right, we're gonna take our first break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Jacksonville versus Dallas matchup. I got a few questions for these guys. Then we'll get to some of your questions. 888-855-2297 is our number. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
The Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Experience the magic of the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters during Christmas time. With your ticket, you'll enjoy a 45-minute guided tour, Christmas cookies, and a takeaway limited Mm. edition Dallas Cowboys ornament. Select dates are now available and will sell out fast. Book your visit now at thestarinfrisco.com slash tours. Welcome back. It's the second segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. This segment brought to you by blockchain.com. All right, let's go. Let's uh, let's talk about the Jacksonville versus Dallas matchup. I think the biggest question coming into this game that I think I've seen from fans most often is, and this one comes from Nathan Shimp, um, how does Dallas contain Shimp Trevor? was one of the good three stooges. He was pretty good. Shimp was really good. You know, you lost about three quarters of the audience right there when you said three stooges. <laughs> three stooges were the best. I remember three stooges, yeah. but most probably yeah. don't. All right, um, <laughs> how does this team contain Trevor Lawrence? And I'm thinking both from a from a running standpoint and also his ability to throw. He's got a really good arm. He has. What do you do? Pull his hair. Ah, uh, <laughs> there you go. Pull his hair. That was easy. Yeah, I mean, sunshine. I don't know. The, the, one of the biggest challenges is how quick he gets rid of that ball. Like yeah. he can be pretty quick. So it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, even with our pass rushers, just to be able to be. Faster than him and pressure him to get him off his feet. Tackle. You got to tackle like quickly. It, like any, anybody that gets the ball out quick, it's it, they're not throwing it sixty yards down the field. They're throwing it quick and they're wanting those guys to go make plays. So, Kelvin Joseph, Deron Bland, Trayvon Diggs. I mean, another situation too. Go. Yeah, you got to make tackles. You got to make plays because it's going to be quick, quick throws out in the open space, and you got to get them down. That's how. That's I think that's the way they like to run to the outside and and and, and move the chains and keep it from third and twelve, third and nine. They don't want that. They, nobody wants that against the Cowboys, and so you have to figure out ways to to do that. I think Doug Peterson is going to look at games where the Cowboys struggled on defense, and I and I mm-hmm. look at the you know I look at a little bit what Green Bay was able to do in the running game. I think you look at maybe what the Giants. Did a little bit earlier about them. Look what the Texans Philadelphia. did. Philadelphia, yeah. I mean, to me, it's 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 more about like Doug's always, and, and I know I've known Doug for a long time, and his whole thing about this quarterback is the concepts. He's trying to he's trying to create opportunities with concepts that this this player you know with Trevor Lawrence can handle where that's throwing on the move it's the read option stuff it's him running the ball straight himself you know it's he's not a, a big guy when you talk about physically with body armor and all that stuff so it's not going to be like Driscoll and those guys you see you know running in there I mean it's going to be a little bit more of a slippery type of a, a player I think he's going to have to pick and choose it's to me Nick's right the tackling but discipline I mean you you we saw what happened in Philadelphia with with uh, when they played Micah Parsons and they took the ball at Micah Parsons and he froze and now it's kind of that you know the whole idea what Doug's going to try and do in this game is make this defense play slow mm-hmm. it's they're they're going to do things it's like what can we keep the Cowboys from doing running we're going to eliminate them we're not going to let them run to the ball so what you do is you create doubt. And you create the ability to make everybody freeze or play that half step slow. Mm-hmm. And if you get them playing half step slow, 
you know, Travis Etienne has not had really great rushing games the last several weeks. Yeah. But they're going to try and run the ball. I mean, Dallas has been better on run defense. But I think the thing about with with Trevor and all that, the minute that he throws an interception, it creates doubt in his mind. Now, he's been really good since week nine, not throwing any interceptions or being even close. So, But the games that he loses or they lose, he turns over the ball. So if I'm Dallas, the first thing I'm trying to do is play coverage, pressure, and make him turn over the ball, and then now take him out of his game that way. But if they don't, if they allow him to feel comfortable and they get a little running game going and the quarterback runs for six and seven and they get first downs and stuff, that's why I think it's going to be a long game because it takes a lot of discipline to play against a quarterback that's playing this well and then with the running game and with the skill guys they got with with Zay Jones mm-hmm. and then also with Christian Kirk. And then this tight end, Evan Ingram, we've talked about him forever with the Giants He's a much better player here in Jacksonville than he ever was with the Giants. I actually like that the Cowboys are playing this team the week before they play Philly because I think this is a Philly starter kit. Like I think yeah. they've got some of the pieces and like yeah. to play some of the ways that Philly, not as well, but some of the things that Philly likes. The to concepts. Do, I think, yeah, yep, I think yep. they like to do yep. some of the same things. And so I think it's a good week for for Dallas to have to face that and get ready for it because they're going to face it in spades next week. Uh, it's a good week for them to, to see what they can do against that. All right, uh, next question I have for you guys. And without you don't have to give away your picks, but if Dallas should lose this game, mm-hmm. what will be the main reason why? They didn't take advantage of Jacksonville's defense. That they didn't they did not they did not they they let Jacksonville's defense who's had struggles giving up yards and stuff like that. They they didn't take advantage of keeping drives going and keeping Jacksonville's defense off the field. So to me, if you go and let Jacksonville get you on three and out, three and out, three and out, and then you kick a field goal and it's a three and out. That that's that's a recipe for a loss for me because I think you're going to have to put some points up in this game, but you got to take advantage of their defense, especially if some of their best players are you know if 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 Walker's not playing in this football game, and then you got to take advantage of this defense. I would like to say slow start, but I mean they've shown to be able to come back in the second half and 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 make up for what they lacked of in the first half of the game. But I think this is a game that where the defense, the Cowboys defense, is going to struggle a little bit um, in the secondary. I can see that not on Trevon's side necessarily, but on the other side, I'm still kind of iffy and concerned about what Kelvin Joseph can do and protect and cover. Uh, so I just think that if they lose this game, would be one Cowboys offense starting out slow a little bit, but also two. The Cowboys' defense not being able to do enough to cover the passing game. I think it's just the the Houston game all over again. I think if that happens, then I think that they'll lose. I think the Jaguars are better than Houston, and they'll score a little bit more. Um, and so if you fumble a punt in the first half or first quarter of a game and give them a, a gift for a touchdown and then you know turn the ball over a time two more times in the game especially in the red zone both red zones you do that you're going to you're going to lose i mean because Jacksonville will take advantage more than than Houston did and they probably won't they'll close the door on you and right. won't leave it open like that but i mean Cowboys play Houston this week same game you can go down to Houston they went 34 to 7 mm-hmm. worse than that 
I mean, I really believe Turpin doesn't fumble the ball. I think they win by 30 points. I agree. But I think that, that killed them. I it, absolutely think it, it, it did. It, it killed it, the momentum it, they it had. It killed yeah. the momentum, yeah. and it opened the door for them to, to make plays. It encouraged hey, Houston to stay around in the exactly. game. Yeah. Exactly. And their, yeah. and their 50 fans were excited and all that, which <laughs> is going to be the case here. I mean, this will be a bowl game atmosphere, and it'll be fun. It'll be a fun type of game. Cowboys will have as many, if not more, fans. But those games, you know how they are. You know how those college atmospheres are. I mean, one fan base is saying, let's go Cowboys, and then the Jaguars fans get in there. So it'll be fun, but, I mean, Cowboys just can't leave it open like that. I mean, as we said, we have been talking about fast starts and slow starts for a few weeks. Last week, ironically, they had a fast start. Yeah. They immediately score. They they hold them to a three and out. Then the fumble happens. And even after the fumble happens, when they got the ball back, they scored another touchdown. They scored touchdowns in two of their first three drives. So it wasn't a slow start last week as much as it was they had that lull in between. Right. And they were making too many mistakes and giving them great opportunities, and they cashed in on those opportunities. What, what Houston was able to do was once that you you fumbled the ball and gave it to them, they said, let's put Driscoll in. Let's see what we got here. Let's mm-hmm. go. Because before that, they go three and out, and you're yeah. kind of thinking if you score and it's 14 to nothing, you're like – Okay, when are we going to put Driscoll in this game? And we really want to run this offense when we're down already 14 points. Mm-hmm. So you encouraged him to like, might as well try it. Let's go. We're only yeah. down, you know, we're down seven. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, let's go ahead and take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get some fan questions. 888-855-2297 is our number. We also have some questions from Twitter. We'll be right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. The NFL is back in Vegas with the reimagined Pro Bowl games, and the roster is in your hands. Vote now and see your favorite players compete like never before. Text VOTE to 635-635 or visit NFL.com slash Pro Bowl Games Vote. 
Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's get some questions. Uh, first question from STX Mario. He says, if TY is active, how does that alter the game day roster? We talked a little bit about it for a second, but specifically wants to know about Washington and Tolbert uh, and maybe even Noah Brown. How does that affect, affect who may be active and what their roles might be on game day? Like I said before, I think that they don't have to do anything differently this week if, J- if Jake Ferguson doesn't play. I mean, right, it's just different. I mean, you just you just put a. I mean, they have a tight end on the practice squad, Seth Green. They could bring up. They want to do that. I don't think that they're going to do that though. I think that they'll probably just maybe go with an extra receiver or extra lineman. I can't remember right now if Tolbert was active for this game or not last week. I don't remember if he was. Um, I don't think he was. Then I don't think he was either. Yeah, and I think maybe. T.Y. Hilton takes over for Ferguson. Yeah. So does what? But I guess they're going to dress six likely, and the sixth guy will be Turpin. I think is what they'll do. So you'll probably see Gallup, Lamb, Brown, Washington, Hilton, and then with Turpin being the the the, the, the guy that they use on the team. And stuff. James James Washington did special team stuff last week. He like did kick yeah. return, kick yeah. off. Like he he did things. That, that you would put on special teams. So I, I guess that's more of the question for me anyway, is do you expect that this is... He was inactive. He was. Okay. Yeah, do you expect that James Washington starts to see fewer opportunities offensively if you're trying to integrate fewer T.Y. Hilton? And as, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> as, as he keeps going, you would think that they're gonna, they were ramping Washington up, but at this point, do they, do well, they ramp like, up, ramp down? Uh, like, I mean, no. what happens at this point with James Washington now that you have T.Y. in the building? <sighs> Okay, what you, you got to figure out. I could say Washington. I've kind of been one of those things where if you had to carry, if you had to carry, uh, say you do sign Beckham, mm-hmm. I kind of and this is the personnel guy in me. I got to figure out a way that Jalen Tolbert somehow gets a mysterious injury. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's like, me. Are you saying you just walk by him and you kneecap him? I, I'm just saying. Doing? In like, practice, in practice, we might have pulled a hamstring. Oh, okay. uh, we might have. Like we might have a, th- a thumb problem. I'm just hey, this is not DallasCowboys.com saying this. This is Brian Broadus, 105.3 The Fan, former personnel guy. This, this, these guys have nothing to do with my thoughts. Okay, but you got to figure out. You're going to need some. Take rock- them out. It's yeah. like, well, I, I, just, I, we were talking about this scenario before about you know, you, you, hey, come see me in the weight room. You're like, yeah. what's wrong with your foot? And you're yeah. like, nothing. You're like, drops a weight on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, sorry, yeah. I are. Now you know, there's there's so hey, high ankle sprains. We get. I mean, just I. I, I I think we're in a situation <laughs> where yeah. where you have to again. This is not DallasCowboys.com, people. This is, me. I are. <laughs> this is me, but I'm thinking about it. I'm trying to because I, I don't want to lose him. You know, I don't want to put him. I don't want to wave him or anything like yeah. that. James Washington might be a whole other thing too. But then, like, we need to figure out. Nick's talked about the thing with Beckham, the one day active, and I don't know that rule. I don't know the rule about putting him on IR, but maybe you're going to have to have him on your roster in order to rehab him and all that stuff. I think you could put him on the practice squad. I mean, like, at this point, who's going to poach him? Like, he's been out there. Yeah. You put him on the practice squad. You can put Beckham on the practice squad and, and pay those guys whatever you want to pay Yeah, you him. can, yeah. So you put him on there, and then he – there's a there's also an IR practice squad, so you can yeah. put a guy there. I think there's different creative ways to do it. I don't yeah. know if he's got to be on the roster so, But if you have But if you have to hold a roster spot for him, if you have to have one, mm-hmm. I'm looking at – 
Tolbert on a what I talked about, and then maybe even James Washington. I don't know how you carry how like you, nine damn receivers. How right Greer? Why is Will Greer going to be on the team right now? I just completely forgot he was even on the roster. No, he's inactive every week. The, the problem with the Will Greer thing is you've kind of invested in him a little bit. Yeah. And there's teams out there that are quarterbacks are all banged up. Now, he's on the practice. Somebody could go get him. I mean, he, he, he is on no, the practice No, 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 I'm sorry. He is an he's he's 53 yeah. because and, he lost the ability to. Yeah, you can't bring him. You can't yeah. call him up. And let's man. not forget, Rush is a free agent after this year. So they yeah. got to be thoughtful about it. If they're thinking Greer might be the guy. That, that kind of becomes your backup next year. They can't mess around with that, right? Yeah. Mess around and lose him. So, mm. got to hold him there. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm looking at those receivers, and I'm kind of thinking, who do I kind of move on from? But I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to move on from my third-round guy, cause, but I'm going to figure out some so, way to say he's not on my 53. So, that being said, I, I don't think you have to put Beckham on the team. You, you can put him on the practice squad. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think there's a way to do that. Yep. All right, uh, let's go on to the next the question. With Peters, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, how concerned are you about the cornerback situation behind Diggs? I know we talked about like where they are, and, and that, that obviously, like, what's your level of concern? Because I'll even ask you, how did you think Kelvin Joseph played last week? I didn't think he was terrible. But see, that's the thing about. It. I think he got worked on that long ball that yeah. went down the field. That was a to, drop, by the to way. Me, to me, to <laughs> me. I I am just not playing Kelvin Joseph in off coverage. I'm just not. I'm I'm letting him I'm letting him get up there if you get holding and all that. You got to teach this guy. You got to give him reps. You got to give him work, you know. The ball he knocked down on. I was talking to some people that were that were with visit with Malik Hooker and they were talking about that Hooker was trying to hey, listen ball, it's going to come your way. Here we go. Get ready, you know, and they're kind of trying to help Joseph you know, play a little bit better and play with a little bit more understanding. I've always believed with him, it's just you got to give him work. You know, now we'll see what the whole thing with Mullen. My guys who watch tape for a living in the league, they're like Mullen's okay. They weren't like you know, they weren't like listen, all oh, that. But you know, when you went out and traded for you know, Hankins. Hankins. They were like, man, that was a that's a, that's what you got to do right there. That's the kind of moves you got to make. So, I'm willing to give the kid a lot of. A lot of opportunity because I think he's got some talent. I really do. I thought he had some pretty good moments last week, but then I had to remind myself that we're playing against the Texans. So, <laughs> as far as level of concern, I'm pretty damn concerned over yeah. here, especially for next week. So, we'll see what he does this week and how he looks out there. But that that's the balance is yes, he had good moments, but then remembering who the opponent was. You know, he has he reminds me a lot of uh Cheeto Ouzie in that athletically pretty good and and is normally pretty close to his receiver. But that doesn't mean or, that you you make the play. There's something about being there and still giving up the play. It's that next thing of like figuring out where his eyes are, hands are, knock the ball out. I mean, Cheeto did, did that for 4 years where he was he was there, but the guy would still make a great catch on him. And it happened so much where you're like, he just doesn't finish the play. And almost I think, Anthony. Almost Anthony, yeah. And almost almost Joseph, I guess. So <laughs> um, so he's good. He's he's good to, you know, and that's what, like Stephen Jones says, he's our most athletic player or m- maybe the most talented player, which I don't know about that uh, as far as cornerback goes. But that doesn't always translate into making the play when the ball's in the air. Yep. All right, we're going to get our picks. Um, we're going to go around the table. Let me know what you think is going to happen. Give me a score. Let's start today with you, Amber. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, 35, 32. 
I think it's gonna. I I can see it being a close game, but I do think that the Cowboys do have this ability to this ability to come back and bounce from what happened last week. I thought I they could have easily lost that game against the Texans. They didn't. They got away with a win, but I do see them kind of struggling again in some areas. Something about the defense. I'm I'm not feeling super super confident that they're just going to completely dominate and, and and stop Trevor uh, my tongue twister Lawrence stop yeah. tre- tre- Trevor Lawrence yeah Trevor Lawrence um but yeah I see it being a pretty close game 35-32 Cowboys winning though yeah, when when you went through when we played the game, the we get the schedule and go win loss win loss win loss game. You're kind of going along and you're thinking, man, man, this is probably not a good Jacksonville team. And it's a week before you're probably going to play for the division. I was kind of thinking Dallas was going to be the team that was going to be ahead of Philadelphia. So I was thinking, okay, these are one of these games where you come out and maybe play like you did against the Texans, where you you know you find a way. I've gone back and forth on this game in my mind. I really have, and I there's a side of me that thought. When we when we picked those games way back then, when we've done podcasts, talked about them, and it's been like you know, this Jacksonville game. It you know, Jacksonville's a lot better team. They really are, but they believe right now that Tennessee is going to fail and they have a chance to win this division. That's what they're thinking about right now. So they need this win bad. I'm with Ambar though. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. The number that came in my head was 35-31. That's what came in my head. I think both teams are going to. I think both teams are going to play well on offense. The defenses. It's going to come down to somebody is going to have to make a stop, and it might not be the stop, the last stop, but it might be the stop before the last stop to get somebody to punt. I think Dallas gets the final stop, and Dallas wins thirty-five thirty-one. I think I would be a little bit more concerned about it had they not played the way they did against Houston. Yeah. Uh, I think that that was a game that they overlooked them, and, and they're not going to to do that in this one. And also the fact that what you said about Jacksonville really, really needing this one, uh, I think that probably hurts them more than that because if they go out and just play, they got all these first-round picks, and they go play, I think they can be pretty good. But you know, they're, they're two weeks removed from getting 40 put on them by Detroit. Yeah. You know, so they they're they're an up-and-down team as well. But Detroit's um, playing better. They I don't. Are. Th- I wouldn't want to play Cincinnati or Detroit right now. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on record Two saying Ws that. Yeah. for the Cowboys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll. But I, I. think that the Cowboys will will bounce back, and I think that they they win um, 37 to 28. All right. And I. Uh, I also think the Cowboys are going to win, and I don't. I actually think it's going to be similar to what we've seen most of the times when Cowboys have played teams of this caliber. I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a close game through halftime. I think in the second half, the Cowboys will get their mojo, and I think it won't be close by the end. I think the final score is 41-27. I think the Cowboys take advantage of their defense. I think the Cowboys give up a little bit. They're going to get some points put on them, but I think at the end of the day, it's not going to be enough. I just don't think they have enough. Yeah, don't uh, turn over the do. ball. Yeah. Just yeah. Don't if they just play a clean game, and I think all the, the talk, ball. the one thing I'll say about Dak Prescott has not been a guy that turns over the ball as a part of his career. You look yeah. at his career. This year he's had a lot more turnovers, and I think it's become a focal point um, at this point. Everybody's talking about it. I think he's thinking about it. I think that's going to force him to be a little smarter with when he's going to be aggressive. I think he's going to still be aggressive. I think he's going to be a little bit smart about when he's aggressive and how he's aggressive. Um, and so I do expect that to kind of come back down and, and, and him not to be uh, not to turn over the ball as much. But, yeah, I think this is going to be a game with Cowboys. Like I don't think it will be close by the end. Yeah, they definitely win because I don't see with Philly coming into town next week 
and everything that's been kind of building up for that game, I don't see the Cowboys heading into that game with a loss against I, I'm, Jacksonville. I'll tell you what, I agree with with Nick on this one, too. I'm glad Jacksonville's good or, or is getting better. Yeah. Because if Jacksonville was the same record as Houston, they could very well go and lose this game. Yep. Mm-hmm. They could. They could say Philly, Philly. Everybody could be talking about. Because what's happened already? Micah Parsons, all the comments, Philly's having a comment. They're not even playing each other. Mm-hmm. They're playing the Bears. Yeah. You're playing the Jaguars. But there's already talk mm-hmm. between the two teams. So. But I think the fact that Jacksonville has done what they've done, particularly over the last three weeks to two yeah. of the last three games, yeah. I think that forces Dallas to take a t- pay attention to them. Absolutely. And I, yeah. I think that's why they go out and play a good game. All right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll let you know what went right and wrong. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eelton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?